Welcome to another edition of Sunday Sermons from Southside Christian Fellowship Church. We're so glad you chose to listen with us today, and we pray your life will be blessed through the following message. I want to talk to you today about being an ambassador for Christ. How many of you know you're an ambassador for Christ? Anybody saying I didn't sign up for that job? If you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you applied and got the job. You are an ambassador for Christ. It's kind of like Naomi was saying. As a Christian, you're in the fight whether you admit it or recognize it or not. You're in the fight. So if you don't recognize that you're in the fight, you're getting the stew beat out of you by the enemy. If you don't recognize that you're an ambassador for Christ, then you're not really being what God's called you to be. But you're an ambassador for Christ. I got to thinking about, you know, why go to church at all? One of the things I hear from the world, not necessarily from Christians, but from the world is they either got hurt from the church or there's all these excuses, but they're always coming up with ways why they don't need to go to church. Why go to church? What's the purpose of church? You know, I, I think we've talked about that. We talked about that a lot last week and this week. But one of the purposes is to go and get restored, to get refreshed, to be amongst other believers. Right? There's just something different. I was watching a show that, that, you know, brought up COVID again and a lot of people were, were, uh, locked down at home and we, we communicated through, uh, computers and Zoom and Facebook and all this stuff, right? And I'm appreciative of those different, uh, abilities, those different resources. But I hope you would agree with me that there's just something different about being in person with somebody. Being able to touch them, to hear them, to see them, right? Technology's come a long way, but my computer and that Zoom doesn't do any kind of 4K stuff, right? So to see you, man, that's the best picture possible. It's fantastic, right? But to be able to to hug and to touch and all these things. So coming to church, that's just one of the reasons we come to church. So we can be with each other. We can lift each other up. But So we can reconnect with God. Well, I can do that from wherever I'm at. You can, but do you? Do you? been reading a book by Richard Stearns about leadership. And when I think about being an ambassador for Christ, that's part of leadership. God's called us to be leaders. So as we come to church, we get built back up. It's our time to kind of get get washed clean. But then we got to go back out to the mission field. we got to go back out and be those leaders, be those ambassadors. Uh, I'm sure you've heard of... If, unless you're just not paying attention, but the revival that's been going on at Asbury College has kind of spread to some other colleges. Everybody familiar with that? And I heard, and I, I think this is correct, that the dean or the president of the college said it's, it's time to get back to classes and stuff, and there was a lot of people upset with that. You know, we enjoy those times with the Lord. We like the top of the mountain. We love being in the wilderness with the Lord, but guess what? Moses had to come back down off the top of that mountain. Jesus had to come out of the wilderness. There's a time to go back out to the mission field. It's not just so we sit there and just get, 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 get. You know what we call that? Heaven. That's when you get to just sit and get. But until that time, until that day, we got a job to do. We got to go to the mission field. We got to go be the disciples. We got to go try to recruit more disciples. We got to go try to create disciples in all this world. And we do that as ambassadors for Christ. I like this quote. Again, from Richard Stearns, 
says there should be a connection between the God we worship on Sunday and the work we do on Monday. Let me say that again. There should be a connection between the God we worship on Sunday and the work we do on Monday. That includes going to school. Right? There should be a connection there. So as I'm reading about what an ambassador is, the scripture I'm referencing is out of 2 Corinthians, the 5th chapter, the 20th verse. It says, now then we are ambassadors for Christ. There's no interpretation of that. It's pretty simple. We are ambassadors for Christ. As through God we're ple- as, as though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. So I got to think about what is an ambassador and who are ambassadors for Christ? And I've already kind of answered that second question. Christians are ambassadors for Christ. But what is an ambassador? You know, an ambassador is an authorized representative or a messenger, literally, in the Christian world, a preacher. You say, I'm not called to be a preacher. Yes, you are. There's a difference between a pastor and a preacher. And you may not be called to be a pastor, but you were called to be a preacher. If you came up here and shared a word at any point in time, if you shared a word with somebody out in the world, at your school, at your job, guess what you're doing? You're preaching. You're preaching to them. How do I know this? Well, let's look at Romans chapter 10, verses 14 and 15. It says, How then shall they call on Him and whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in Him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. You say, Pastor Herman, that's good. I get that part, but it's not about me being called to preach. That's not a problem. I got you. Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16, verse 15. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. I hadn't done a study yet on that word creature, but it gets me thinking. Maybe you're supposed to be preaching to the animals too. I don't know. But but the point is you're supposed to preach. You're called 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 to preach. I'm called to preach. Again, you might not be called to pastor a church, but you're called to preach the Word of God. It was the last command of Jesus in the book of Mark there. You think it was important to Him? The book of Matthew ends with, therefore go into all nations, right? Making disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. He ended Matthew that way. He gave His last command in Mark. It's important to the Lord that we preach the good news, that we preach to people, that we that we bring the Word of God. We are those authorized representatives. We are those messengers that God has told to bring the message. You think about getting a package. Now, nowadays it's a little different because Amazon's all over the place and they just drop it off at the front door and leave, right? You show up, man, there's a gift for you right there. It's pretty cool. But back in the day, sometimes you even had to sign for the package, and you knew you had a package to sign for because one, they had a package, they had a pad, but they had a uniform. And you trusted them to be an authorized representative of that delivery service, whether it was the postman or FedEx or UPS, didn't matter, right? So as we go forth, we got that uniform. We are authorized representatives of the Lord. We are messengers of God. So again, that's what an ambassador is. That's who an ambassador is. But then how... Do we be ambassadors for Christ? How are we supposed to be ambassadors for Christ? I encourage you to go back and read the whole Bible, but 2 Corinthians is extremely, extremely good. Paul's writing a letter to the church at Corinth. It's um, 
we're going to pick up in ver- uh, chapter 4 here. And the theme that he's laying out through the whole book there is that we're ambassadors for Christ. So I'm going to back up just a little bit to chapter 4. Starting at verse 11, it says, For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus may be manifested in our mortal flesh. What is an ambassador? An ambassador of Christ is someone who manifests, right? Manifests the life of Jesus in our mortal flesh. What do we mean by manifest? That means that people ought to be able to see Jesus through you and your actions. So when we take communion, it's not just about remembering what Jesus did for us so many years ago. It's also a reminder of what we're supposed to do for Him. See, Paul said here again, for we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake. Right? Communion is about the death and resurrection of Jesus. So we're reminded that we're joined with Him as Christians and it is our job to manifest His life, what He stood for, what example He presents. That's what being an ambassador for Christ is. When people see you, they should see Jesus through you. We go a little further to verse 16. It says, Therefore we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing. Yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Somebody came up for prayer this morning and talked about that outward man perishing. It can be quite frustrating. Those of us that are getting a little older can't do the things we used to be able to do. It's getting a little frustrating. The reality is Paul is saying, look, don't worry about trying to make that body that you have like it was 20 years ago. It's not going to happen. We're about the spirit man. We're about the spirit man. An ambassador doesn't worry about the outward man perishing. But an ambassador for Christ understands the inward man needs to be renewed day by day. See, when we want to reflect the life of Jesus, we want His life to manifest in ours, we're going to have to spend time understanding His life. We're going to have to spend time getting that inner man, that spirit man, renewed. Notice Paul said, day by day. If you read the Bible very much, you ought to pick up on a theme that the writers continue to tell us that we should look to God daily. It's a daily dependence. And one of the conversations I had this morning was, doesn't it make sense that this outer man perishes, this outward, outward body perishes, right? What does it force us to do? Either give up, which shouldn't be an option, or to increase our dependence on the Lord. There are things as you get older, and I know y'all don't believe that yet, you got them young bodies that can do quite a lot. They can bend a lot of ways, right? As you get older, the outward body starts to tell you you're getting a little older. And it's frustrating because you want to be able to do the same things you did 20 years ago, and this body just won't do it. You know, I know the great Tom Brady tried to disprove this theory, but even he... He's going to have to quit playing one day, and I think he says he's retiring. We'll see what happens next year. But anyway, I've heard many times the only undefeated person is Father Time. It's the only person undefeated, right? Time catches up with us, right? So we have to understand what our goal is here. If we're ambassadors for Christ, guess what? That is our mission. It's not about building bigger houses and getting more cars and piling up all the money we can pile up. This life is temporary, right? 
There is coming a time where we're going to get to sit and get. We're going to just be with Jesus. And the body we have there is not going to perish. And we're not going to have to worry about that stuff. Guess what? It's not right now, though. So as an ambassador for Christ, we got to know who we are. we got to understand that this body is temporary and renew our spirit, man, every day. That means spending time with the Father. That means worshiping. That means praising Him. Right? Spending time day by day. I like how he started that verse. Therefore, we do not lose heart. It can be tough sometimes. I was praying for a young man who's got an injury. He said the right words. It's very frustrating that it's not completely healed yet. Right? It's difficult. I asked Dale this morning, I said, when's the last time somebody came and prayed for you? He says, it's been quite a while. That can be frustrating. Right? As ambassadors for Christ, we can't get complacent. We gotta keep praying. We gotta keep believing. Even if we haven't seen the miracle yet, even if we haven't seen the answer to the prayer yet, we can't give up. Therefore, we do not lose heart. We do not lose heart. It's eternal versus temporary. Understanding the things here that are temporary versus what's eternal. What's more important? Living to 900? I don't remember Methuselah's actual age, but I know it got up into the 900s. But even if you could live for 900 years, right? Again, at some point, this life is done. So our, our focus should be on the eternal. Let me, let me skip forward to chapter 5. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by faith, not by sight. See, Paul, if you go back and read these chapters, is continuing to lay out the case that we shouldn't be thinking in terms of this flesh. We should be thinking in terms of our spirit man. We shouldn't be led by sight. We should be led by faith. We need to be ambassadors for Christ and not think about the temporary things, but rather the eternal things. Paul continues to lay this case out as we build back towards being ambassadors for Christ. What he's saying is, this is what an ambassador for Christ is. This is who we're supposed to be. In chapter 5, verse 9, it says, therefore. How many of you know what therefore means? Therefore means I laid the case out. Let me tell you what it all means. Let me help you put it together. A, B, C, D, E, therefore. Because of this, this, and this, therefore. Paul says, therefore, we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to Him. Who's Him? God. Therefore. We make it our aim. Ambassadors for Christ make it their aim to be well-pleasing to God. Now, I think the Scripture before talked about to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. What Paul's saying is it doesn't matter whether I'm in heaven or here. I want to please the Lord. I want to please the Lord. A little later on in verse 15, he says, He died for all. Who's He? Jesus. He died for all that those who live should live no longer for themselves. Let me read that part again. That those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. I believe it's tougher to be a Christian in America than maybe anywhere else in the world because we have so much. 
we justify the things that we have and we say God would be okay with me having this because he loves me. And I caution you as ambassadors for Christ. Remember what Satan did to Adam and Eve. Oh, God wouldn't mind if you're knowledgeable. Surely God wouldn't mind if you're wise. Oh, he'd be okay with that. Surely God would be okay with a mansion and 17 cars and 12 planes. Well, Pastor Herman, are you talking against that stuff? No, I'm saying that we need to please the Father. Not every one of us need tons of cars. But there may be an individual that God's called you to a ministry that you need that stuff. What I'm saying is submit that to the Lord. As ambassadors for Christ, we got to have a bigger purpose than what America tells us. America tells us to come and be free, right? Get all you can, sit on the can, and forget everybody else. Right? So I challenge you as Christians not to have that mentality. Not to have that mentality. I'm, in, I'm encouraging you as an ambassador for Christ that you have the mentality that whatever God blesses you with, He wants you to do something with it. Don't just be satisfied saying, hey, Lord, I gave you a tenth of what I have. Also say, what do you want me to do with the other 90%? When we sing those songs about everything we have belongs to God, does it really? Does it really? If it does, then we're submitting every decision we make to Him. The job you're in is not just to support your family. The job you're in is not just to support your lifestyle. There are people there that God wants you to minister to. We are there as ambassadors. The school you're in is not coincidence. You're there for a reason. Again, that's why we can't worry about the natural. That's why we have to walk by faith and not by sight. The prayer needs to be, Lord, why am I here? What do you want me to do? As an ambassador to you, for you, God, I'm your representative. What message do you have for me to give to the people? No matter where you're at. No matter how frustrating your circumstances may seem. Let me read that scripture one more time because it really is a difficult one if you really, really accept it and receive it. Again, 2 Corinthians 5.15 says, He died for all that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. We shouldn't be living for ourselves. We should be living for the Lord. We should be living for the Lord. But I already have a mortgage. That's fine. Pray. Ask the Lord. What are you supposed to do with that house? Lord, you blessed me. I paid this house off. What are you going to do with it? He may tell you stay right there. But don't be scared to open yourself up. Right? God may ask you to sell it for the ministry He's birthing in you. Right, Gary? Pastor Gary, I'm sorry. You may be this close to paying off all your debts and God says, I want you to quit this job and go in the ministry full time. See, if we're not being ambassadors for Christ, we miss those opportunities. We miss that opportunity to be used of the Lord in that situation. But if we're not living for ourselves, and we're living for Him, so what do we do about the things of the past? Submit it to the Lord. Don't worry about it. I don't want you to stress about what you've already done or the decisions you've already made, right? We're talking about from this point forward. Take inventory of everything you have. Ask the Lord. Lord, thank you for these children. What are you going to do with them? 
Not, God, what can I do with them? Lord, I know you said they're a blessing. Today's not that day. No, I'm just kidding, Lord, right? Lord, what am I to do with it? How do you want to train them? I'm an ambassador for Christ for my children as well. I'm an ambassador for Christ for my family. I get people every once in a while tell me, hey, I'm not, I'm not going to be at church and I feel bad about it, but, but I have an opportunity to go and spend time with my uh, grandkid or I got time to go. Then go. Be an ambassador for Christ. I've been asked to go speak somewhere at another church. Then go. Be an ambassador for Christ. God's opened a door for me to go on the mission field. Then go. Be a missionary for Christ. Don't feel bad because you're missing a Sunday. You're serving the King of Kings, not Pastor Herman. I'll take you and appreciate you as long as God lets you serve here. But ultimately, we're all working for the kingdom of God. And so we may get to work together for a season. But it's ultimately God's decision. And as ambassadors, we need to trust Him with every decision and with our lives. Because, again, we're not living for ourselves. We're living for Him. Let me move on. The next two verses, verse 16 and 17, say, Therefore... What I tell you therefore means, now that I've proven my point, let me tell you what to do next. Therefore, from now on, what I tell you just say it and go, it don't matter the decisions you've already made. Right? From here on out, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Man, if our world could live just by that right there. You talk about peace and harmony. We regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know Him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, are you in Christ? Then you're a new creation. The old has passed away. All things have become new. If you are a Christian, if you have given your life to the Lord, then your perspective should be different. What you see should be brand new. Um. <laughs> Uh, seen the Matrix movies? The first Matrix movie, they have a scene where he comes out of the computer world and he's now living and he starts, you know, talking about how everything on his body hurts. And, uh, and the other guy tells him, that's because you haven't ever used it before. That's what happens when we're walking around life not knowing Christ. And then we wake up as Christians and everything's new. But it kind of reminds me when my kids were babies, they were hilarious to watch crawling around and flopping all over the place. And guess what happens as new Christians? You flop all over the place. But they were just happy as they could be. And then as God trained them, as we trained our kids, as God trained you, then you become more stable. You learn how to walk. You learn how to run. You learn how to move and do. And you know what our kids did along the way? They tried to please us. In fact, we had to have uh, had to have talks with them about, hey, listen, as you get older, I appreciate you pleasing me, but we want you to please the Father. We want you to please God. We had to have that talk. But you know what? As Christians, we don't ever have to have a different talk. We should want to please the Father. We should want to please the Father with everything that we do. I'm finishing up here. I want to bring your attention back to where I started. Second Corinthians 5.20 says, now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. See, Paul lays out the case for us. And there's a lot more scriptures that go along with that. But he's leading up to the part that you are all ambassadors for Christ. And our goal 
is to be as though God is pleading through us to the people we're coming in contact with. And we want to, we want to plead with them to be reconciled to God, just like Jesus did. Repent. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Amen. Amen. Let me remind you where we started here, the connection quote. There should be a connection between the God we worship on Sunday and the work we do on Monday. And as you stand to your feet, I'll read you this last quote here. This is what I would like for you to think about throughout this week. Leaders, point to yourself and say, I am a leader. Leaders shape communities, corporations, schools, hospitals, charities, and governments. Christian leaders can shape them to conform to the heart of Christ who loves the people who work there. Let me throw the word ambassadors in there. I didn't make a slide for this, but instead of just leaders, ambassadors for Christ, right? Ambassadors shape communities, corporations, schools, hospitals, charities, and governments. Ambassadors for Christ can shape them to conform to the heart of Christ who loves the people who work there. I want to tell you something right now. I try to say this as much as possible. I am absolutely not anti-revival. You'd be crazy to not want revival. Revival brings an awakening, a refreshing. What I want us to do is go to that next level, though, where it's not just a revival, but now it's a habitation. Now it's a lifestyle so that it's not just having everybody come here. It's that when we get done here, we go out to the mission field and we shape the community that we're in. That's what we want to do. See, everywhere Jesus went, he made an impact in the community that he was in. As a leader, as an ambassador for Christ, you should have an impact on your community. And you do that by understanding the things I've just laid out on what it means to be an ambassador for Christ. Today, I want to encourage you. If you're not living as an ambassador for Christ, then my question to you is this right here. One, are you a Christian? Are you a person who has said, Lord, I give up my life to you? I believe in you, Lord, but more important than just saying it, I want to follow you. My heart wants to follow you. That's step one. Knowing that you've given your heart to Christ means you are an ambassador of that moment for Christ. That means you're no longer living for you. You are now living for Him. And I want to challenge you today to take inventory of your life. What areas are you submitting to the Lord? And more importantly, what areas are you not submitting to the Lord? But understand that when you submit every area of your life to the Lord, you will never live a more fulfilled life than that right there. I can't explain how it works to quit a job, still have the same bills, get convicted to start paying off the gross and not the net of your pay, Increase all that, and yet hadn't gotten into any more debt. Debt's being paid off. Haven't missed a meal. I mean, I don't understand that. It makes no sense. Lord, I don't understand how I can give everything up, have nothing, and be happy. I can't explain it either, but I know it works. I know that when we give it up, give it up doesn't just mean that you physically give it up. Give it up means give up the control over it. When you give up the control of your life and give it back to the Lord and start living for Him, you don't have to understand why it works. You know one of the greatest things that I remember about growing up in my family? God, there was no stress for me. Why? I just did what my parents told me to do. And thank God they loved me 
I get that not everybody's in that situation. Man, I'm an adult now, and man, I got to tell you, the stress level just goes through the roof with the bills and the kids and the, oh my gosh, I really want to go back and just let my mom and dad make all the decisions. And as a Christian, that's what God's saying. Hey, man, I'll make all the decisions for you. I'll make all the decisions for you. You just got to let me do it. And you got to have that relationship so that you understand. When I say committing your whole life, what are we doing now? We're becoming passionate pursuers of God. Because God said that the most important command was to love the Lord our God with what? With our whole heart, whole mind, right? Heart, mind, and soul. All of it. Now, part of encouragement here is I close, I promise. As I look around the room, I believe every one of you have that desire to give your whole heart, mind, and soul to the Lord. But just like me, you're struggling in some areas. And so you've given most of your heart, mind, and soul. So together, as a church community, we're going to support one another and love one another so that we can all get to loving the Lord our God with all our heart, mind, and soul. And in turn, that will go out with us into our community. And as ambassadors for Christ, we will have an impact for our community for Jesus. Amen? Amen. Father God, we just thank you. We praise you for this opportunity to serve you. Lord, we know we don't get it right all the time. Lord, we know we're not perfect, but Lord, you still love us. You still teach us. You still guide us and you forgive us. Father, we have a desire to be the ambassadors for you that you've called us to be. Lord, we want to represent you the way you want to be represented, Father God. Lord, continue to teach us how to be an ambassador for you. That, Lord God, we would get to that point where we do surrender and submit our whole heart, whole mind, and whole soul to you, Father God. And, Lord God, we would get that same heart of compassion and that same love that you have for us. And, Lord, we'd have that love for you and for our community, Father. Lord, I pray that as we leave the church building, that, Father God, we wouldn't forget about the church, your church that you would use us to further your kingdom, that you'd put people in our paths, highlight them so that we could spread your message of love, Father God. And Lord, we could help people be reconciled to you today, Lord. Lord, we thank you for all this in your name. Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Sermons from Southside Christian Fellowship Church, a place where you are loved, accepted, and received, a place of healing, a place of prayer, a place of hope. We invite you to join us this Sunday and every Sunday. For service times, location, and other information about the church, please visit our website at southsidechristianfellowship.net. Again, that's southsidechristianfellowship.net. As we wrap up today's message, we would like to once again thank you for listening. We would like to also have Papa Herman to speak a Father's blessing over you. May the Lord bless and keep you that He would cause His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you that the Lord will lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace. And remember that the Lord's favor is with you all the time. Expect it. It is with you. It's manifesting itself to you. It will overtake you no matter where you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.